Hello and welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. I'm Ivy. I'm Connie. And this is episode 54. We will be talking about flashback chapters 19 through 26. So this entire section takes place in the healing center. It was... Uh, that that's a long <laughs> to be fair they are like getting out like Fitz by the end of the section is out of the healing center so it's like that's true that's true this is the end of their time in the healing center yeah the surprisingly enough it does end it does end finally i did like this section a lot it was very nice and had a lot of a lot of good parts but um yeah it was it was quite long Okay, so we start off with Sophie and Fitz in the healing center, obviously, um, and they are debating what to do about Finton. So Finton has just asked that they meet him in wherever he is, the ice place, prison place. And so Sophie doesn't want to meet with him because she thinks that it's a trap or some sort of trick, um, but Fitz does want to meet with him. So I thought that this was... A nice scene, I guess. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool seeing the different ways, like, that they both had pretty valid reasons for... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought there was just this one part where, like, Sophie says, yeah, I guess it shows we're coming at this from different places. You have an agenda, and I'm afraid. I, um, Fitz says, is one better or worse? And Sophie says, I don't know. Trying to get anything from the never seen usually leads to disappointment. But fear's a terrible reason to decide anything. It's like letting them win without even making them earn it. So it's kind of... I just really liked where this was going. I would say fear isn't a terrible reason to decide anything. Like, if there's a bear running at you, fear is the reason you would decide to run away. That is not a terrible decision. You should run away from the bear that's coming at you. This is a very good point. There's a reason, like... Fear exists. Fear exists to protect you from potential danger. And sometimes it, like, sometimes it is definitely possible to be afraid of stuff without having a reason to be afraid of it. But I feel like sometimes you definitely do have to listen to that. Especially as Sophie is currently healing from almost dying for the millionth time. From an attack by the Never Seen, who is slash was led by Finton, who is now asking to meet with them you'd think (laughs) it's like no i i think listening to fear can be good sometimes it's there for a reason read the tagline fear it's there for a reason (laughs) well yeah if you're trying to sell fear that (laughs) yeah that's a good point there are many other reasons to sell it but hey um yeah that's true okay we're we're getting sidetracked talking about fear what happens after that keith happens and then keith yeah keith comes to visit them he says he's gonna start empathy training with cassius which is like that seems like a bad idea but go off i guess anytime keith suggests doing anything that like will put him in the proximity of his father i'm like no don't do that bad plan especially since right after this they literally sift through, like, all his bad memories of his parents, and it's like, wow, this decision. <laughs> um, speaking of which, after that, they, um, they try and recover more of Keith's memories, uh, and they're trying to figure out what is... Okay, I'm honestly not 100% sure what they're trying to figure out, 
they're trying to figure out something relating to Lady Gisella. They end up with the um, memory of London and the Green Door thing. But then at the beginning, I don't know what they're looking at. Maybe just any sort of information. Yeah, I think they're looking for just sort of anything about Keith's mom's plans. So Tyrion is also there. Uh, <laughs> just just for kicks. And Tyrion is great. He's single-handedly raising, like, everybody in the Lost Cities. Yeah, Tyrion is just the designated dad. The designated dad! Oh my god. I mean, I know there are lots of other dads. Some of them are great dads. Some of them are Lord Cassius. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole range you got. <laughs> Some of them are Kwai Song. No, Quan. Some of them are Quan Song. Yeah, there are a lot of great... There are a lot of great dads, and then there's Cassius Sensen and Quan Song. Those, hmm. They balance out. <laughs> Every single other dad versus them. I mean, I'm sure there are other bad dads and mediocre dads. But we also see a lot of good dads. Yeah, that is something I like about this series. They have good parents. Yeah. And honorary dads, such as Elwyn. Yes. Who- Definitely counts as a dad, and anyone can fight me on this. He totally counts. He may not have children, but he is a dad. That's true. The kids probably spend more time in the healing center than at their actual homes, so... Yeah, that's true, particularly in this book. Yeah, that's true. Wait, that might actually be true. Like, if I counted up the number of pages that they were in the healing center versus that they were, like, that Sophie was, like, at Havenfield, it would probably be more, but I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) Could probably be more. I mean, they're in the healing center from chapter, like, 7 through chapter 26. Yeah, it... That's a lot of chapters. It is, it is a lot of chapters. I almost said almost 30 chapters, which kind of cements the fact that I can't do math. Almost 20. That is exactly 20 chapters. 7 through 26? I think that... Yeah. Isn't that 19? Because it's inclusive. No, because it's you have to count 7. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, past- I'm okay at math in class, and then it comes to, like, common... Like, regular just edition, and I just go blank. <laughs> so anyway, Tyrgen's here, and the reason I brought up Tyrgen was because he teaches Keith how to mask his memories um, using a technique where he says, imagine a box in your brain and then pull all the bad, not the bad, like all the memories you want to mark into the box, and then imagine the box is a color, and then all the memories will be tinted that color. Which, I just, yeah, I... I continue to be very impressed at um, the way telepathy works in this series. I think it's very cool. I have to say, though, how would you, um, how would you manage to remember every single memory you want to hide? Okay, this was actually, this was a question I had when I was reading this section. Because, like, Tyrgen was literally, like, think of all, like, like, he, he was like, Keith just pulled up like all the memories that he doesn't want you to see and it's like that's (laughs) did he seriously remember each of those things individually and then like that seems like it would be difficult and also impossible yeah like i don't i'm sure i have so many um so many embarrassing memories that i 
have, like, blocked out <laughs> that I wouldn't want other people to see. And, like, I would totally forget about that. Oh, although, Keith does have a photographic memory, so... That would explain that. Yeah, but still, I feel like he wouldn't be able to access every single one of his memories, like, at once. Also that, yeah. <laughs> okay, then Sophie and Fitz go into Keith's mind. They look at all the memories of him and his mom. And basically, it's just a lot of Keith's parents being terrible. <laughs> that That is pretty much it, yeah. There was a lot, surprisingly, about, like, Alden and Fitz, and there was this one memory where Cassius was, like, I don't remember the exact, it was after, like, midterms, and then Cassius was, like, Alden isn't your father, and then Keith was, like, I wish he was, um, it's very angsty, but there was a lot about Fitz, and then that kind of allowed for some nice Fitz and Keith moments, which are rare now, honestly. Yeah, they're supposed to be, like, best friends, but they never talk. And it feels like when they do talk, they're always arguing over something. I'm like, you guys, remember when you were just, like, buddies? That was fun. Yeah, and, like, there's this one part where Keith says to Fitz, like, it's not it's not exactly easy being your friend. And I I I wish that was... I wish they talked about it more. Like, they actually had a pretty nice conversation about it here, but... That's just something so interesting about their um, their relationship, their friendship, because the whole thing is like Fitz is like the top student and stuff, and he follows every rule. And then Keith is also really smart, but he like follows none of the rules, and he's like the rebel. And they're very, they're like innately foils for each other. It's nice to seeing it's nice to see them interacting. Yeah, it it is kind of good to see. Yeah, I I do really like their dynamic when they're like being civil to one another instead of just like either ignoring each other or going at each other's throats. Which I would like to see less of Shannon if you god, I hope you don't listen to this podcast. It's so chaotic, but also or at least don't listen to the episodes I'm on because I don't remember things and it would probably be embarrassing to see how much I've like absolutely butchered and misinterpreted your books. You know, it's all it's all fun and games. And in the end, we all like love this series. That's why we're making the podcast. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if it does happen that Shannon ends up listening to this, which she probably won't, but that's kind of a terrifying concept. Okay, so they're, like, looking at his memories of his mom, but it's not really working, so then they decide to to perform a mind probe, which is a very ominous name. Yes, uh, you know, a mind probe, as you do, just when you're probing your friend's mind. Just, you know, bonding activities. Yeah, normal bonding activities. Friend, trust exercises, okay. <laughs> And, um, and so we find out that probing is just transmitting various words to see if it triggers any memories. Um, so they transmit the word washer so that they can see if Gisela was like, call for a washer. Um, and then it doesn't work at first, but then, um, Sophie suggests enhancing while doing it, and then it does work. So that, 
I, I yeah, I just I liked that little moment because, um, I mean I like whenever they use any of Sophie's <laughs> abilities really. So they uncover a memory, which is Gisela gives Keith a letter and then says, deliver this to the man, um, the man with the green door, something in the Forbidden Cities, something, something. <laughs> um, and then we find out it's, well, it's in the human world and then it's in London. And I don't actually... Like, I vaguely remember this being a plotline, but I don't remember what it was about. Yeah, uh, it was that guy, he was supposed to deliver something to, um, he was supposed to deliver something to the guy, and then, like, the guy and his daughter got hit by a car or something? That's all I remember about it. Oh, yeah, and then wasn't, like, I feel like someone that we know was driving the car. Vehicular manslaughter. Except it was just murder. Was it? Gisela, who was driving the car, who killed them or something? Oh no, it was a bus. It was a bus, which is. Was yeah. it a bus? I feel like I Regina remember George? Being a bus, which now I'm thinking, now I'm imagining Gisela like driving a whole. Now I'm imagining Gisela driving a whole like double decker bus, just like into this guy, like full of people, and it's not even like where the bus was supposed to be going. Okay, Gisela is driving a bus full of people, and this man with the green door is Regina George. Also, can you imagine how, like, traumatized the people on the bus would have been? But, like... Wait, was it a bus? I feel like it was a bus. I seem to remember there being a bus. Okay, yeah, this book is way too long to check, but, huh, okay. I think it was brought up in a different book, but this is the only book I have on... Wait, was it in a different book? Oh, maybe... Wait, 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 it was, or was it like Lady Gisela pushed him in front of the bus or something? <laughs> Either way, everyone on the bus would be a, probably a little bit traumatized by the fact that they just, like, ran into this guy and his, like, ten-year-old or something. Hold on, let me look this up. This is important. Legacy. I think it was Legacy. But I don't have that book with me right now. I'm looking on the wiki. Okay, yeah, now I have to look at the wiki. One second. Ethan Benedict Wright the second? Ethan Benedict Wright the second. It was a bus? Bus ac- it, it says that he and his daughter were killed in a bus accident. I was right. It was a bus. It also has him listed as a special ability, human. <laughs> Which I find really funny. I mean, honestly, at this point, it might be a special ability. Like, who knows, man? I know. Ethan Benedict Wright II. Okay, once again, like, another disclaimer, if you're listening and your name is Ethan Benedict Wright II, like, there is nothing wrong with you. Go live your best life. You're amazing. But I just, that's, that's such a good name in the way that it gives off such vibes of, like, wow, this is, like, a, a one, a very British man, and, like, someone who would probably, you, you know, it, it just has the vibes. He seems like he would be the name of, like, some snobby aristocrat. The movie Aristocrat, Aristocats always made me want to say Aristocat instead of Aristocrat. But the word I was looking for was, in fact, Aristocrat. Uh, like a snobby aristocrat in a book or something. 
Oh, Ethan Benedict's right in the third. Second, I can't count. Wait, what's that? Not, not getting sidetracked or anything. The letter that Gisela gives to Keith has a symbol on it, which we have never seen before. There are so many symbols in this book, but it is a star surrounded by two crescents. Does it ever come back? I totally did not recognize that, and, and I still don't know what it is. Like, do you know what that is? I'm not sure that ever comes back. I'm not sure it's been mentioned since then. It's not the lodestar symbol, because that's the one, that's like the binary one. And then it's not the nightfall symbol, because that's the moonlark. So, is it, I don't think flashback is a thing, so I don't think it's like the flashback symbol. And it's not the never seen symbol. <laughs> We're just going through book titles Going through now. all the books. Uh, the, the effort place? <laughs> It's the Keeper of the Lost City symbol. Yeah. The unlocked symbol. That's not a thing, is it? I don't think so. I assume if there was an unlocked symbol, it would be like a keyhole or like a, a lock. That would be good. That that would be a pretty descriptive... Um... Okay, because at first I was thinking it's something to do with Nightfall because it's like the star only rises at Nightfall. But... Then they were specifically talking about what it could be, and then Sophie was like, well, it's not the nightfall symbol, and it's like, okay then. Um, the two crescent moons things and the star kind of makes me think of Legacy, because in Legacy they were talking about, like, the different light sources and the sun and the moon and the stars, so maybe it could be r related to that? Yeah, possibly, potentially. I don't... I don't presume to know anything about this series that I've read multiple times. Yeah, no, that's fair and same. <laughs> well, did you to assume I have a memory? Yeah, same. Yeah, I I have about the memory of a dead fly, so we're kind of in the same boat here. I feel like we have- I feel like it's like a joke on this podcast that none of us actually remember what happens in the books and we're just- we don't know what's going on. That's basically just how it is. No one knows what's happening. We're just like, I think Sophie is the name of a character, right? Sophie and, uh, Fritz. <laughs> Looks at smudged writing on hand. That's so accurate. Okay. The memory with the letter and stuff, um, they tell Tyrgen that it's damaged because it is. And then Tyrgen's like, wait, if it was washed, it should just be all totally clear now. Um, so they realize that it was actually shattered, um, which is basically just another thing you can do with telepathy. I don't know if it's, like, anything special, but... There's just a whole bunch of things you can do with telepathy, and I don't remember them. Telepathy? I, I, I think telepathy is so cool. and. They just, yeah. I legitimately love the magic system in this book, and I want it to be explored more. The skill training thing is so cool. The, like, the mental energy, the core energy, like, even the different sources of light thing. I love that. Every time they talk about the world, and it's it's very good. It's all very good. I don't... Yeah, I, I do, do really like the world building in the series. Uh, close out this section with, with um, Keith goes to Tyrgen's house 
to live with Tam and Lin and Tyrion, which is like, wow, Tyrion is the ultimate dad. He is, and then there's... Wait, okay, okay, we do need to bring up the fact that Tam and Lin happen in this section. Yes, they, okay, that was what I was gonna say next, so... Finally, Sophie and Fitz are able to get out of bed, although they are still at Foxfire. Walking! Remember walking? Well, Fitz can't, Fitz can't really walk, but Sophie can walk now. Sophie can walk, Fitz can kind of walk, he's using crutches, which is walking. But he's also levitating while using crutches. He is also levitating, though, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a wild ride. Um, and then they find Tam and Lin, ah, and Lady something, I don't know, they're, Lady they're Zilla, that's her name, that's Zilla, name. I was about Zilla. to say Zarina, and then I was like, wait, no, that's a counselor. I was gonna say it would be weird to have a counselor as your mentor, and then I remembered Sophie literally has a counselor as her mentor. Wait, that's a good point. Although that was like a special case, right? Because Bronte's like the only, um, known inflictor. So, Tam is training with Shadow Flux. Another thing that I find incredibly cool. <laughs> Shadow Flux is really cool, and... I I have to say I do like the la- I do like to see sort of Lady Zilla's position on like light versus dark and how it sort of conflicts with the way the way the rest of the Elven world sees it. Yes, that was so good. Okay, I do like to try to avoid like. Okay, that's kind of a lie. I'm not very good at avoiding like shipping stuff on this podcast, but Sophie seems to care a lot about how she looks in front of Lynn. Putting that out there, she literally. She enters the room, and her first response is, Oh my god, Tam is training training with Shadow Flux. This is awakening the echoes. Her second response is, Oh my god, Lynn looks so good. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, Lynn's so pretty. I must look like a complete mess right now. Oh my god. I'm like... Sophie, why do you really care how much about how so so much about like Lynn seeing you like this? Sophie? Sophie, is there something you wanna tell us? She did I think that there was vibes of like she was cause she was also like she, cause Sophie was like, oh like her hair was messed up and stuff, whereas Fitz looked great with the rumpled hair look. <laughs> and I think she was trying to get at like she was jealous because yeah i know i know it was supposed to be like sophie is jealous um, like sophie is worried that lynn is flirting with fitz because she's because she's like jealous of lynn but it sounds a lot more like she's jealous of fitz being flirted with by lynn i'm like was it meant to be this way no am i choosing to interpret it this way yes I fall back on the podcast's motto. There might be a heterosexual explanation, but I am electing to ignore it. Exactly! Literally me with everything. Lynn has made them shirts. Well, Lynn has made Sophie shirts. One shirt. Only, only one. And it says, Happy Shadow Thoughts. And then on the other side it says, Angry Echoes Beware. That was very fun. I like that. Oh, Bianna's here. Bianna's here, yeah! Bianna's here! Okay, so Alvar is going home. No, I mean, Fitz is going home, and Alvar is going home too, and they're going... I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say. Like, Bianna is trying to get Fitz to go home, 
so that they can, because Alvar is coming that day. That's what I'm trying to say. Fitz is, is, is understandably upset about this. Understandably? I don't know. Well, yeah, Alvar did, like, try to kill them multiple times and stuff. Yeah, that, that's fair. Oh, yeah, and then Sophie noticed, um, that she didn't cover her scars, and then Bianca was like, yeah, I, she says, it feels a little weird, but these scars are a part of me now. And I decided I'm done pretending they're not. Maybe it's good if people see them, especially today. And I thought that was just, like, a really interesting way of phrasing it. Have I mentioned I love Bianca? I do love Bianca. I love her. Yeah, and I, I, like, I thought that was an interesting way of putting it, because basically the point is, like, she, like, accepts herself and stuff. But it's also in a distinctly Viana way, right? Because she's saying maybe it's good if people see them, especially today. It's like to her, I feel like it's like a mark of, I mean, okay, because the whole thing about the Vackers is like the Vackers are perfect and everything and stuff. And Alvar is like this great stain on their legacy. And I think what Viana sees that I think is maybe harder for other people in their family to see is that imperfections aren't like some great stain on their legacy i think she is she is more accepting of all of our being there she's still not like totally okay with it but like she's not like super angry like fitz is and i think kind of that's just part of her personality where she is more disillusioned with the idea that the vackers are perfect and that allows her to accept to when it comes to light because it inevitably does to accept more easily that the vackers are not perfect because she already knows that and she's okay with that and i love that about her that was really rambly but i hope my point came across okay yeah we can stop we can stop rambling about Bianca. you can find us at keepercast on tumblr and the keepercast on instagram and um you can find me at aelin-ashriver-galathinius on tumblr you can find me at Connie underscore Clue on Tumblr and Instagram. No, no, you can't. You can't. I'm sorry. You can find me at Connie underscore Clue on Instagram and Sewer 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 Couch on Tumblr. Um, I can't actually speak words, but you can find me there. All right. Um, and yeah, this has been KeeperCast. See you next week.